In a time not too long ago, schoolboys would be the ones taking math and science classes so they can grow up to become engineers or doctors, while schoolgirls would take more general studies so they can focus on becoming housewives. Only recently have women smashed through the glass ceiling and championed careers in STEM. And I have one of those women as a guest with me on the show today. Stephanie Abrams is an on-camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel. She has been with the company for 15 years this July and has seen her fair share of hurricanes, nor'easters, and everything in between. In that time, the titles have changed from Weather Girl to Meteorologist, and Stephanie is a prominent one. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. What I'm, an intro. Yeah, and I'm Dr. Marshall wow. Shepard from the University of Georgia, and we're here at the Weather Geeks podcast. And frankly, this is someone that I've wanted to talk to on Weather Geeks for some time, so I'm really happy uh -oh. to have you here. So, uh -oh. <laughs> so, no, this is good. Stephanie Abrams, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit of how you really got into meteorology. Just tell us your story, your backstory. So I've always loved math and science, even as a young kid. And yeah. I was actually raised primarily by my father. Mm -hmm. And then that's a whole other story. My whole life story is a whole other story. No, we can get into okay. it. <laughs> All right. So I was primarily raised by my father. He's a physician and he loved science. I remember Haley's Comet. I was really little yeah. and he had a telescope. He would take, the, he had a huge telescope he'd take us out to look at different things uh we went on educational trips like to yellowstone to see old faithful you know to see the redwoods we did those types of trips he also sent us to space camp when we were kids we grew up in south florida and so that was a huge influence in my life and then hurricane andrew i feel like most meteorologists have a storm yeah they've got they've got that right? storm i was gonna ask you what what's your your moment your storm well first of all i was born basically into david the eye went over us yeah. in south florida when i was one years old okay and then hurricane Andrew hit and it hit South Florida, which I was in West Palm. Obviously, it hit Homestead and, you know, Miami. So it didn't direct uh, directly affect us. But I remember driving down to the Keys and, of course, watching all the coverage. And I thought, how in the world does just wind and rain cause all this damage? So that really intrigued me. Okay. And I just took to it. Listen, my sister uh, is a music teacher and like I don't want to say she could care less about science, but I'm the one that it really, for some reason, resonated with. So me. you were you were the science person. In yes. The, of the two. And the tomboy, yeah, you know, yeah. I was out outside and the you know playing baseball and you know in the dirt and hey, let, let's get this right out of the way right now because it's well known that stephanie abrams went to the university of florida go gators and i knew she was going to say that and if anyone knows me well knows that i went to the florida <laughs> state university she did too for a uh, oh, graduate boy. degree but she's she's a card carrying gator and i'm of course a professor at the university of georgia but in all seriousness so tell us about your pathway you've you know, yeah. this interest in science now right. what was next in terms of making your uh, career path happen okay so so I'm also a big Michigan fan. Go blue for okay. all the Michigan people out there because my dad went to the University of Michigan undergrad, Miami for medical school. That's how we ended up in South Florida. My sister then got accepted in Michigan. I literally didn't know any other universities existed except for Maze and Blue. Okay. You know, his best friend from college would come down and they're watching the 70s when there's this big Ohio, the Ohio State, excuse yeah, me. Get that V in there. Get that V in there. Yeah, they'll get you. Absolutely. Um, the Ohio State University versus <laughs> Michigan. And so I literally only remember applying to Michigan and then... Florida. I maybe Florida State. I can't even really remember. And so I got into Michigan, but you're, he, he, this is, this is, I don't want to say it's a man thing, but like my dad, we're from South Florida. He forgot what it's like to live. He grew up in Chicago. <laughs> We'd go up there for games when my sister's in school. He'd be like, oh, you're fine with this jacket. You know, like, right, eh, right. don't worry about it. I, didn't, I feel like maybe we weren't bundled. I don't know what the case was, but I was freezing. <laughs> 
freezing. And so I got my acceptance letter, long story short. I said, here, dad, I'm going to save you 30 grand a year. Right. You got one kid there. I'm going to Florida. Right. And it really worked out well because my sister's two years older than me. So there was great sports at Michigan, actually, when she was there. And then we won the national title at Florida my freshman year. So my me. dad, yeah, <laughs> our first <laughs> national title, I should say, in 1996. Yes. Um, so my dad got to have that experience of, you know, winning national title, of course. And I mean, I remember him being devastated when the Fab Five and the whole timeout thing, the Colorado State, the football, the Hail Mary. I mean, growing up, all I knew was Michigan sports. Right, right. And so, yeah, so that's how I ended up at Florida. So, yeah, so I'm a little surprised to hear how much you are engaged in sports. So, oh, that, so you, you love sports as much as well. I think I love college sports I, more than professional. I, same here. Right? Same There's just like a passion. Especially football. And I'm just mildly yeah. passionate. passionate yeah. You know, same, I'm same here. That's why, you know, we do a little segment Weather Geeks Wednesday. Stephanie is also one of the hosts of AMHQ. And so uh, during football season, we'll have a little fun with that. Well, you know, Dr. Marshall always likes to wear his red yeah. and black, you know, that day for yeah. just no other reason. It's like, it's on a Wednesday. He just right. happens to be wearing all his Georgia gear, you know, um, but it's all in good fun. Oh, sure. You know, it certainly is. Because even though you were a card carrying gator after you got your degree at University of Florida, Here we you go. did go. Here no, we go. Don, I want to establish this, though, because you did go over to Florida State. Tell us why I you did. made that trek. did. All right. So when I was at Florida, I was super involved and I took every math and science available. At one point, I wanted to be an astronomer. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to NASA. I wanted to be a geologist. Right. I was going to minor in geology. Sure. So I ended up taking a meteorology class. It was just your basic, you know, thousand level course, sure. just your basic, basic class. And I loved it because, first of all, it explained why I grew up in Florida. It rained on one side of the street and not the other. Exactly. It explained Hurricane Andrew. And it used math and physics and chemistry. It used multiple different disciplines all in one. And it would explain why this guy was blue. Right. Now, it was in the physics building. And I'm not going to, you know, sit here and pretend like I'm super smart because I'm not at all. I was the girl oh. who asked a million and five questions in class. Sure. I cried through my math classes because you get an automatic math minor it's, with this. It's, it's hard. Yeah, we, this this so field hard. is hard. Yeah, it's we, so hard. People don't realize how much math and physics is behind so what we hard. do. All the derivations, yeah. you do all these sure. math equations, which I still don't even know what I was doing, sure. Dr. Marshall. Sure. I'm just like, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. No, yeah, yeah. the Mago equation, I, I don't just whip it out at lunch <laughs> myself either. So. so there was just a lot of trying, trying, trying. And so I just loved this class. And it yeah. was in the physics building. And it was math heavy and physics heavy. And I still loved it. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm going to try this. And so there was no meteorology program at Florida. Florida State, all of my credits would transfer without any issues. So I was going to go to Michigan, you know, that I could get the sure, Michigan sure. in, but it wouldn't transfer and I have to basically start over with undergrad stuff. Sure. So that's how I ended up at at Florida State. Florida State. Well, and you, I mean, it certainly, you know, they had a really good meteorology program, but also at that time with Dr. John Alquist and others, uh, quite a bit going you know on it. with the broadcast meteorology people that I've, then let's talk about that. So you're a meteorologist now, you've got all your degrees, yeah. your credentials. What was your first job like? Well, the first job is, and I would say anyone that's going after any job, you have to have no shame in your game. And I feel like that's just a life lesson. And, you know, for me, I had to sink or swim. I wasn't going home. That just literally was not an option in my life. Again, this is for my book on the side. Sure. But it just wasn't an option for me to go home. Wh so, why, why so? Are you, are you just that person that just wanted to sort no, of No, there was just, wings? you know, it was not an environment that sure. I was going to go home sure. to type of a thing, right? right? So I was like, okay, I got to sink or swim. So I had was like, I got to make this work. Right. So I graduated and couldn't get a job. Pretty typical of everyone graduating college, right? Sure. 
So what happened was, is Paul, um, one of my professors, he was like, okay, you can TA my class. So it was a is TA for Paul this. Is Paul by yeah. chance? Sure. I don't know if you know him oh, or I know not. Paul okay. Very well. Okay. So one of the kindest humans. Absolutely. One. He's now at Oregon, out in Oregon. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's literally one of the kindest humans Absolutely. I've ever met on I the planet. I completely agree. Paul, shout out to Paul yeah, Rusher for listening. Yeah. We'll definitely tweet him out there. Yeah. Make sure he knows oh, he's on this. His whole family, they're just the kindest. Okay. So he let me, you know, also help him write a book and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So I was kind of helping out. And what happened was actually, this is a really funny story, how I got to the weather channel, really long story longer. Um, one of the kid had graduated before me was working at the ABC affiliate in Tallahassee. He was sick of working weekends. He said, give me your tape. And I gave him my tape and they hired me. I was making like nineteen five a year yeah. or something and like that, that. And that's actually pretty good for that even back then. You know, <laughs> in Tallahassee and you're doing every job. Yeah. So there I learned how to run prompter. You know, I also had done internships every summer at TV stations, mm -hmm. but there you're literally doing prompter, you're doing audio, you're doing everything, right. which I think is awesome because now I know how everything works behind the scenes too. No, no, before you move on though, stop and talk about that because even now, I don't think some people realize how, how in meteorology or even in journalism, your first couple of jobs, you're not not necessarily making the big bucks, no. but you're doing no. a lot. I, I think people need to understand. Yes. That. Yeah. Well, I think that's just life really in all professions, yeah. right? You, you, and I think it benefits you yeah. no matter what your profession to do every job. Right. So, you know, it's just more experience and everything. So I got that job. And then of course I just wanted to move up. I'm just eager beaver here, you know, and I just love it and want to move up. So what I did was is Dr. Alquist actually gave me a list of alumni and I was like, hi, I wrote a letter. Hi, my name's Stephanie. And what I did was I said, will you please critique my tape? I didn't ask for a job. I said, just please critique my tape. And not only did I send it to the alumni, I sent it anywhere from Janice Huff in New York to Dallas Reigns in LA and everyone in between. Even I sent it to agents, just randomly blind sure. agents like, hi, I'm Stephanie. Will you just do me a favor and critique my tape? And so I got all these people that, A, I made connections, and they people are always willing to critique your Absolutely. type. Yeah, they they right? love that. I mean, I, love and actually, it. it gets to their ego a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I'm, I, again, no shame in my game. I'm cool with that. So what happened was is there's Terry Smith, who still works here. Yeah. She's in radio. Terry's a good friend of mine. And she is an alum of Florida State, if my memory is correct. She is. And I had sent her to tape. So she was kind enough. So every month she said, you know, keep sending me tapes, keep sending me tapes. Great. Longer story, even longer, the morning guy that I was working with got arrested for writing bad checks. Wow. True story. Wow. And so they moved me to mornings. And so, I, of course, I walk in there and I'm like, oh, so this doesn't mean I get a raise because now I'm, you know, doing morning meteorology, you know? And they were like, nope, you can just take the position. Like, right. Okay, I'll take it. Great. Thanks. Right. Love it. So then I was doing mornings. Well, I was there for nine months. Then I got to the Weather Channel. Wow. Just so, from the so connection with Terry and Keith. Second job out to the, the national platform. So. Talk to the Weather Geeks listening audience about what the differences are from going to a local market and not necessarily yeah. a huge one. Tallahassee is a decent market yeah. to a national market. It, you literally, the first time you're on TV, whether it was in Tallahassee or here, you can't breathe. And I got off air. I'm like, did I didn't curse? Did I? Like right. <laughs> everything was okay, right? You know, because you just like literally blank out. You're so scared. Right. And now you're on this national platform with people that you've seen over the years on TV. It's just really, really... Um, can cause severe anxiety. Yeah. Now, now, did you, were you developing, because you, you, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, Total, your style of sort of bringing the science to a, a place that people can understand it. Yeah. Were you starting to develop that style along the way or was that always so you? So you know where that came from? It was always just, first of all, I'm like 
I'm a little wild, right? But what's funny is, is I'm actually quite a homebody. So people think, I remember, was it Carl Parker? I don't know who it was. Someone came up to me one day at the Weather Channel. They're like, oh, you were probably dancing on the bar or whatever. And I'm like, if you only knew, I was home reading a book right. and sleeping by eight o'clock. Right, like right. I'm definitely loud and passionate and have a lot of energy, but I'm not wild in that sense sure, where I'm sure. like, yeah, sure, sure. I was always like the mother figure with sure, our friends. Sure. So I think that's a hard thing for people to like figure out in their brain. Well, I, I think we all sort of struggle with it because the people see a certain Dr. Marshall Shepard professor and weather geeks and all yeah. of that, but my personality at home is very different. Yeah. yeah. And that's something I also, we can talk about, yeah. you know, a little bit later is kind of the person on TV, but I would say what, what, how I am, how I am is I grew up watching Oprah. Okay. That's mm -hmm. what our generation did. You Absolutely. did not miss an episode of Oprah. Sure. And one of the reasons, one thing that, I don't know, for some reason, I feel things very deeply. Mm -hmm. I'm just emotional. I'm always aware. I'm always learning. I'm it's, always listening and lurking. Pa the passion. The passion, yeah, right? Yeah. And I just remember watching Oprah and I'm like, why does everyone love Oprah so much? Oh, she's authentic and she's herself. Right. And you can tell, I'm telling you, watching TV, someone that you don't really like and you can't figure out why, I'm telling you, it's because they're not authentic. Exactly. And so when I got into this business and I didn't even think I was really going to be on TV, I just went into it because I loved math and science and I needed to do something in that arena. And I said, oh, you give this a try. Yeah. I have no kids. I'm not married. Oh, mm. what's the worst that's going to happen? You mm. know, I can always go back and get other degrees or whatever. And so my kind of my and I still have to this day, is that like I need to be as true to myself as I can on TV as I am off TV. And I do think that that people know that and that I am. I mean, obviously, there's some tweaking you have to do, right? But yeah, that's where it really came from, actually watching Oprah. I didn't want to be Oprah. I wanted to be my authentic self, which is what I saw her doing. Welcome back to the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia, and I'm speaking with Stephanie Abrams. You know her from the Weather Channel. You know her from AMHQ. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is fun. So, okay, we're, we're at weather. You're at the Weather Channel now. Yeah. Talk about what you've done because you've is had it, a, quite the journey. Well, and there's a the reason. Channel, Listen, right? it's all about the hustle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the hustle never stops. Okay. You're right, Let me you're tell right. you that you got to keep hustling. Yeah. All right. And, and that's you, what I've been do. doing 15 so, years well, now. What do you mean by that? Okay. What I mean by that is I got here and I was doing broadband and filling in on the network. That's where I started. Right. Okay. Cause I was 24. I was like 23, 24 when I got here, mm -hmm. something like that. And it was 2003 when I started. Well, I saw everyone on the hurricanes and I was like, whoa, that is what I want to do. Now, right. remember, I grew up in the 90s, essentially, in South Florida. We didn't have storms. It was like Andrew in 92, and, and then there then was, there was a nothing. Absolutely. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe when I remember at Gainesville, we like thought there might have been something, but it really was nothing in the reality of it. So in 2003, I'm like, I want to go in the storms. And they were like, no, you can't go. I'm like, please, I want to go in the storms. I just asked and asked it, persistence and hustling. And so I did every job. I, you know, talked with people. How did this? So finally, 2004 came on, please, can I go? Please, can I go? Well, they didn't have enough people because it was so epic. Right. And so it was all the boys were out there. And so this then, was 2004. This is during the, the storms crisscrossing Florida. Yes. Francis, Jean, Ivan, yes, all of, those all of them. Yeah. So that was actually my first hurricane season. And the only reason I got out there is because I begged and begged and begged. And then, you know, I was learning and I'd come back and I would go over tapes with our manager at the time. Tell me what I can't do. And the one thing that he taught me, um, and I think actually what was also very helpful besides me being authentic, he was like, you got to walk and talk. You got to show me what's going on. That's there's a reason that you're out there. And so I always not only would show that on camera, but showing behind the scenes, like what we really go through, I would really try to do a balance of that. Cause I feel like people love both aspects. Of but, that. But, and I talked to Jim about this when we had him on weather geeks podcast about the sort of notion of going out and reporting in the elements. Yeah. 
because there's some people that hate on that. Yeah. Like, why do you do that? I mean, uh, well, and my you, answer to that, my answer to that is there was one time, what was it? I, I don't, they all blend together at this point. I'm right, sorry. Sure. One of the hurricanes and we were in Galveston, which I've been to for several. And they, some, one of the reporter was standing on the wall with the waves crashing over him. I'm like, are you insane? So they give us a bad name. What I say is we're meteor. I have a degree in meteorology. I know what's going to happen. So I know where to go and when to go and how to go. So that's why I think we are different than everybody else. They're just reporters out there. I know if that wind's going to shift where I'll be fine and where I won't be fine. Yeah, I saw So it, that makes a difference. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting you say that. I even saw your both of our colleague, Paul Goodlow. He was on a live remote recently. And he posted some pictures of another film crew uh, out in the surf. And they were being a little irresponsible. And oh, I, I, yes, and I, and I, during Alberto. Exactly. And I thought that was interesting because it, it makes the very point you're making. So there, there's sort of a range of responsibility when you're mm-hmm. out there. Now, so you 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 started sort of get your feet wet, literally, yeah. uh, at the Weather Channel. Uh but over the time, you started doing the things you do at the Weather Channel. But then you had this opportunity to go do Waking Up Without. Yeah. How did that come about? What was that like? So and- NBC bought us. And one of my managers came up to me and they're like, how would you like to do a show without Roker? Well, duh. Who we've also had recently on the podcast. Make sure yes. you go check that out on the uh, Weather Geeks podcast. Yeah. Who is one of the... Oh my gosh, most compassionate, understanding, fun, loving, authentic humans. You know, and I'm still good friends with him um, to this day. And I learned a lot from him as well, right? I'm always learning, always listening, always hustling. What's Al doing? Oh, I get what he did there. And, you know, so yeah, I got to work with Al for several, several years. Yeah, and did that that bring anything new to your your skill set? Of course it did. Well, you know, Al has such a gift um, with the way he can tell stories and how he knows how to go. If someone says something, he's, he's constantly thinking. And this is what people don't understand. You're on camera for three hours or six hours. It is exhausting. Yeah. At least it is for me because sure. my brain is constantly. What's the joke that goes here? What's the right, thought? Oh, right. what's the weather that goes with this? What is the record that goes with that? Right. So your brain, it's exhausting. It's like I say to someone in an office, well, you give a presentation for 30 minutes. You're worn out, right? Exactly. So anyway, I, what I learned from him is just more technique, A, in storytelling, when to pause, how to do it. And also he's a great with the, he knows how to, when to nail a joke, right? He I mean, he just, he's so good at that. <laughs> and is. it's a craft, right? And so I've learned more of that uh, from him as well. But I loved working with Al. Just, we had great camaraderie bouncing back and forth you know he's just really fun like that now after that you have transitioned now you're 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 one of the faces of amhq mm-hmm. that's a morning show yeah now you're you I'm not you a have, morning person well that's this is where i'm going with that because <laughs> are you a morning person? morning person and then you just made a statement something that really is um something should, people should be aware of you've kind of got to always be on on no matter yeah. what's going on in your life mm-hmm. how you feel Oh, I've cried during commercial right. breaks. I mean, like, I, I almost want to do, like, a reality show. Um, and also, I have this big thing, you know, especially with all this mental health awareness that is coming about, right. to kind of just, like, break down these walls of, no, let me tell you, like, I've cried during commercial break. Right. You know? and Because people see you, and they think they know you, right? Mm-hmm. They see a certain Stephanie. Mm-hmm. But we're all humans they don't see all aspects of right it. so you're you're sort of breaking out a wall here by noting you've cried in a commercial heck yeah you've i have got, got i got life. life stuff going on I'm sure we all do life stuff going on right. or you feel sick and you run to the like there's just life is going on right. and I, I i'm trying to figure out a way that you know because i haven't shared my whole life story and we sure. all have a story we all right and i think so many people could relate to mine and understand and i think that i could help people because the reality of life and this goes for anybody is that we have two voices in our head right we have the one voice that 
that's like all is cool in life and everything. And you have this nasty as Eckhart Tolle, who I listen to all the time, mm -hmm. is called the ego. And the ego is your negative self-talk. Right. Okay. And so everybody has it. Everybody has it. And I really wish that I could somehow get on a platform to show people because, yeah, we go on TV, we have hair and makeup. We, you know how many days I feel terrible in my dress or I don't look well, you know, or I don't feel well. Mm -hmm. And then people are blowing you up on social media and a way that I have to, you know, talk myself out of not getting sad about that stuff. And, and I want to we're going to go there a bit more later in the podcast. But since you bring it up now, let's let's talk a little bit about this, because social media has changed the game, too. And you're good in social media. But you just mentioned something. You do have people blowing you up in social yeah. media on the positive and a negative. You, you've got yeah. people sort of, oh, I love Stephanie Abrams. Blah, 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 blah. Can't believe you got any people. Of it. Um, yeah. So how, what's your approach? Can't believe any of it. Literally, first of all, I feel very mixed about social media because I am right. I so? am I'm a private person, okay. but I also get it at the same time. And then I also say, who cares if I ate an avocado today and took a run? Like, who care? I don't think I'm like who cares? Right. But that you know, people love That's to the see that stuff, I mean, right? I mean, let's face it, you're a celebrity, and so people have this sort of celebrity mentality about people. I, but it's so like I'm not a celebrity. I'm just you, you know, I know you're not. I know you don't think that but way. This, but I want people, people see you. and this is how I want. Like I want to explain this to people. Like right. we are, everyone is just normal human Absolutely. beings. Sure. I have negative self-talk that I have to fight every day when it comes to food, exercising, personal life, social media. Thankfully for the social media, because I've been on it so long. And I also understand that when people act nasty to you, it's because they're hurting themselves, right? They're, they're in some sort of pain. And so that's how they are comforting themselves sure. or whatever Lashing the case out. may be. Right. Or, and insecurity. Insecurity. Right. Yeah. So I have the wisdom. I don't know that I've ever maybe right when social media first started, but within the last zillion years, I've never got into it with anyone on social media, and I and I'm, I don't want to put down the people that do, but it's it's like kind of silly. Yeah, I don't play Twitter. I call it Twitter ten tennis. I don't play it. I don't because go back Because these and people, forth. I actually look at someone who writes something nasty to me, and I really want to write back to them like, I'm sorry you're in such pain today, because I know that pain. I know that, you know, where you want to lash out. Everyone does it in different ways, right? Has, has there been something on social media that just kind of really got to you, though? in your career or you've just been able to kind of keep that yeah, okay. not really I mean but you know sometimes you get upset when they're like oh you're dumb or you're fat or you're this or you're that and the reality and the psychology behind all of it now some people might disagree with me but if someone says something about you and you get upset about it the reality is is because you think that about yourself or you believe it right right so if you were sitting here telling me like Stephanie you know, you're just so purple and mm -hmm. it's terrible that you're purple. And, and I would just be like, uh, okay. Right. Like it doesn't phase me cause I know I'm not purple. Exactly. Right. But if you sit there and tell me like, well, you're fat, you mm -hmm. look terrible in that. The reality is, is I probably do feel fat and I probably don't look great in it, but that was what the option was for the day. So you're empowering them. If you let that bother them is what you're sort of saying. Well, if you let it bother you. And I think you should just, instead of focusing on them, why don't you look at yourself and be like, hang on a second, why is that bothering me? Right. And get real with yourself and be like, you know what? The reality is instead of lashing out to them and being like, you know what? Yeah, today I don't feel so great about myself, but you know what? It's okay. It's not a big deal. We can move, you know, like, and then self-talking yourself. Yeah, I, I appreciate that you're, you're mentioning this because I think there are a lot of people out there that look up to you and 
and particularly young women that need to hear this. And yeah. so I really, I've got a daughter and I would want to hear her listen to you say something exactly right. like that. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out a way that I can kind of harness all of this because it's not about just like, oh, my real life and what am I doing every day and, you know, the glamorous side. And I, I understand why some people get enjoyment, all of that. Sure. But I think more of us are suffering with this negative self-talk of I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not whatever enough. And I just really want everyone, well, you have to put in the work to quiet that negative self-talk. So, you know, again, not going, we don't have time to go into all of it, but like, you know, with, with eating or with clothes or whatever it may be, I literally, if my brain is like, well, eat that nowadays, now that I'm getting older, I can say, hang on a second. Are we bored? Are we actually hungry? Are we emotionally eating? And sometimes I can conquer it. And sometimes I can't. And there's some days where I'll just sit and you wouldn't believe the amount of stuff that I eat and the stuff that I eat, because I, you know, try to manage my anxiety and mental health with actually what I put in my body. I have found that um, if I eat actual food and drink water and have proper sleep, that I'm just functioning as a whole so much better, Absolutely. which it's like, duh, you right. know, sure. I mean, sure. if you're putting sugary nastiness in it, but a lot of people don't even understand that. So this, th- that is an evolution for you though. It you has been, always and I it. haven't conquered it. And you know, I'm, I'm just hoping over time that I will get better and better of shooting down my negative self-talk that mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not worthy of this. And you know, you're not good enough for that. And, you know, you don't need to eat unless you're hungry, you know, and be able to put a stop, but you have to put in the work. It's like, you go to the gym for your muscles. You have to do the same work for your brain. And I listen to a lot of inspirational people and no one ever said to me, and again, there's a whole nother story that goes behind this that maybe at one time I'll, I'll share, but it's like, Yes, you can listen to these people and these inspirational talks and you get rallied up. But the reality is, is I want someone to say, yeah, I'm going to sit here and give you a pep talk. Now let's do the work. You call me when your negative self-talk is starting to go crazy Mm -hmm. about, oh, I feel so dumb. I can't do this. You call me because that's a lie. That is not true. But you have to do the work to overcome that negative self-talk. Exactly. And at the end of the day, irrespective of all of that, haters are going to hate. So, well, uh, again, that's their problem. Yeah. For some reason, I don't get as affected as some people do by that kind of stuff. Because, again, I know that when someone's happy, it is impossible for them to be nasty to somebody. That's a good point. It is literally impossible. When you're having a good day, try to go be nasty to someone. You can't do it. You yeah. laugh. Like it's well, positive silly. energy and negative energy don't mix. No, they yeah. don't. But when you're having a bad day, yeah. you certainly can tear someone down. Sure. And I'm guilty of it too. And sure. I'm trying to get better and better You know, at all this stuff in my life, right? So again, I'm not so affected by these people. And by the way, my social media is not a democracy. If you're going to be nasty, I'm all about constructive criticism. Hey, Steph, you know, this, you said this too many times or this is your crutch word. Oh, thank you for pointing that out. Let me try not to use that word 55 times in the next show. Right. But when someone gets on there and just blatantly nasty, blocked, like it doesn't phase me. Like I'm, I'm just not going to have your negativity on my page. Again, if it's constructive, that's one thing. But if you're just go, go deal with it. Exactly. Welcome back to Weather Geeks. We're talking with Stephanie Abrams from the Weather Channel, and it's been a really great discussion so far. We're all over the place, and that's what I <laughs> hope to be because Stephanie's such an engaging personality, personality and uh, one of the pillars of our field of broadcast meteorology. I, I think she does a, a great job. And I, I want to kind of pivot now okay. to your style, okay. your style of how you deliver meteorology. So I'll tell you where that came from. And it came from me not understanding stuff in school. 
Okay. And I was always the kid who raised my hand every single time. I mean, I bet you've talked to friends from any of my classes. Oh yeah. Stephanie was the one that asked questions and I still do. And it's a little embarrassing. So do I. I, you know? I, I'm, I'm a, I, I teach at a major university, but I'm always asking questions. You feel embarrassed that you're not smart enough. You think no one else knows, but you've got to ask those questions. So for me, it was and meteorology is so tough. It is so math and physics and like you're deriving equations and I still don't even really know what a derivation is. Like, how did that even come about? Right. What, what exactly what is- What started that? <laughs> right. like, you know, I'm amazed by things like a computer and a telephone. Who is sitting around with a bunch of wires, right? And somehow they put the wires together and they connect it to something and all of a sudden like the letter A pops up on a screen. Sure. Like, so I went to my computer programming uh, professor one time. I'm like, I just don't get it. You need to explain it to me. He said, well, a computer is circuits. Think of it like that. I'm like, but who- Where'd that come from? Where'd that come from? He's right. like, Abrams, just accept it. You know, you're just, he said that to me. He's like, you're just going to have to accept it. Hey, but don't miss the fact that so far in talking to Stephanie Abrams, you've heard her talk about that she's taken physics, calculus, programming courses. Fortran, by the way, Fortran, which is hilarious. Fortran. Hey, by the way, that's a programming <laughs> language for all of you Python and all those Java people out there. And many of our weather models are still written in, in Fortran. Fortran. <laughs> exactly. So I just want to make sure everybody so caught that. It was my issue of not, you know, my father is brilliant mm. human being. And I remember being in high school and I call him, like, Dad, I don't understand this biology equation. He's like, well, somewhere in the book, it should say something like CH2 plus whatever equals grass, you right. know? And I'm like, what? And he's just brilliant. Like right. some people are just born that way. I just didn't understand it. I work really hard. I'm not naturally smart. I work right. really, really hard. And so that was for me when I would learn something in school, I'm like, okay, I don't get it. You need to explain it to me. So I'm like, if I don't understand it and I care about it and I'm learning and everything, then I'm thinking our viewer who's kind of passing by is, you know, they're just haven't studied it. Right? right. So for me, and it just makes it more fun and interesting. I can't just map read. I literally, I'm bored. If I'm bored, the viewer's bored. Right. And I just am too energy ridden and passionate. And it's also just makes it more fun. Sure. You know, and the hamburger thing, actually, there was a woman here. Yeah. Let's talk, talk about the hamburger thing and where it came about. Sandra, I believe her last name was Diaz. I don't quote me. She used to be here years ago and I heard her kind of mention it and that's where it evolved from. And I don't remember how, I mean, this is literally when I was here like 15 years ago, she was here and she said something about the hamburger like an atmosphere something like that and I was like that is a great idea and so that's where my hamburger analogy really evolved from right. because it makes sense you well, have to well, tell, tell for the viewers, the viewers who may not have okay. not heard what that is so the, I would say the atmosphere is like a hamburger okay. and you have to look at each layer of the atmosphere to determine what kind of weather you're going to have. So the bottom bun's the surface, and then the meat layer is like 850, sure. and then you go up to the lettuce layers like the 500 millibar chart, and you know the jet stream is a tomato layer above that. So you, if you stack them all, which by the way there used to be a program in school that started Gempack. Gempack does that absolutely. still exist? Gempack still around. Oh I mean, I, I worked at NASA Goddard, and some of the developers were there. So Gempack was a computer program where you could stack mm -hmm. all the layers of the atmosphere. And let me tell you, forecasting was so much easier with Gempack because you could stack everything and just circle right there. Yeah. Um, so that's really how the hamburger came about. And then I think the rest of my analogies that I just come out of nowhere where I have no explanation, it's just me. That's how I think. Yeah. Right. When I think of like, um, you know, a front coming through, I think of shovel diggings. Like that's just literally, I think how I think. And, and perhaps that's why you've been successful at what you do uh, for, for people that have different opinions about the use of it. I'm, I, I would characterize your career as a success in this business because you do relate. I, I use analogies and try to paint these same type of pictures as well. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of, let me pause there. I'm going to put my notes aside. I've got notes, but we, I like to go okay. all over. Tell me about some things in meteorology that are just kind of pet peeves for you in terms of, you. I mean, you speak to the public every day. I mean, we hear things like polar vortex and 
recently with Alberto, we had it was, it was a subtropical storm, okay. and my wife was saying, "Well, what does that mean? Does it mean it's less um, uh, strong than a tropical?" I mean, there, right. these things exist in our world. Are there particular things that are pet peeves for you that you'd like to see us kind of rethink? Or you know, there's little things that people say, and this is only coming from one of my teachers uh, when I was doing a class, and he was like, "Never say the fog is burning off." Yeah. That's right. Do you see flames? That's I don't right. see flames. Do you That's see any flames going? Sure. The fog's not burning off. Right. I mean, little things like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. which then just for me, then we have fun with it on air. You know, like someone say the fog's burning off. I'm like, I don't see flames, no flames. you know? Right. So that's one that I can think of off the top of my that, head. That really is a bug. Yeah. Yeah, in messaging, I mean, you, you're in the business of communication as much as you are meteorology. And entertainment, by and, the way. And entertain. I think people do, I mean, because if I'm flipping by in the morning, I've got choices, right? Yep. And so, I mean, what's going to make me land on AMHQ? I mean, there's some things you have to think about. In a local market, you might have a certain amount of time, but you've got with AMHQ and some of the other things you've done, you've got a different amount of time. Does and that it's still change? never enough. I, well, I was gonna ask, <laughs> this is what I was going to ask. Is it enough or does it change how you go about your presentation? Yeah, you know, in local you have minute, minute and a half or something. And, yeah. and you're talking in a much smaller area as well. But what's one of the things that, a few things that are awesome about working at the Weather Channel is if you have a question, I remember hearing about the rear flank downdraft, which is, for those listening, when a tornado develops, they think that this spin actually drops down on the backside of the storm and the tornado spins up up from the ground and not necessarily from the cloud down sure, to the ground, right? Sure. And so I remember thinking, okay, whoa, <laughs> you know, hang on a second. And I just walked over to Dr. Forbes, our severe weather expert. I'm like, hey, Dr. Forbes, so what's this rear flank downdraft thing about? Can you? And he sat there and just drew, I had this little class for like 20 minutes yeah. on the rear flank downdraft with Dr. Forbes. From Dr. Greg Forbes, by yeah, the way. Who has came up with, who studied under Fujita. Exactly. And, and former like, Weather Geeks uh, podcast guest, too. Make sure you check his out. Yeah. So, you know, here you have these experts that you can go to and say, oh, how does this work or whatever? Exactly. So that's one thing that's really cool. The other cool thing is that with the Weather Channel, you have, it's so many meteorologists here, right? And everyone's in their brain. So I love sitting right next to our weather producers. I'm like, well, do you think that's going to happen? Do you not think that's going to Oh, well, did you see this? Did you see that? And so I think that's a real benefit. And then it's just this real team that you can kind of bounce off of and do certain explanations that maybe you didn't think about or you forgot or, you know, that's really cool. So you, and I think something you said that may surprise some people out there in the viewership world, you are a meteorologist. So you're engaged in the process yeah. of the meteorology. Yeah. You're not just going out there and presenting it. No. And that's the thing. A lot of people say, well, what do you do? You just go in and sit in hair and makeup? And I was like, no, I'm, you know, first of all, I'm connected all day long. Like I'm just, that's just my personality. I can't really disconnect. And that's something I'm trying to work on, you know, where I'm constantly sending ideas and sending videos and sending pictures. And can we do this? Can we do that? That's just my personality. And then you're just looking at models all day long where it's like, it's obsessive. You, I mean, at some point I'm like, Abrams, do not look at the run coming. Don't look at the Euro that's going to come at two in this afternoon, because guess what? The new run's going to come by the time you wake up and it's going to be completely different. Right. And I try to pull away from it. So, you know, I'm looking at models. I'm looking at stuff all that you're looking at the radar, you know, so it just never stops. It, it, and I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm tweeting. I'm looking at the models. And so, but I said something earlier in the word that I, I see it in Stephanie and I, I, I kind of see it in myself. It's passion. If you love yeah. what you do, it doesn't feel like work. That is true. And I've said that, you know, my whole life. And that's, listen, if you're going to do this job and wake up in the middle of the night, first of all, for this shift, which I've been on now, geez, a decade or something. Right. And I'm not a morning person. Right. I will. Mama likes to sleep until, you know, <laughs> nine, 10 in the morning. Right. I'd rather stay up till one o'clock, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and that's much better shift for me. But 
guess what? This is what it is. And you, you wouldn't make it if you weren't passionate about Absolutely. it. You also wouldn't make it in these storms where you're eating either nothing or garbage right. for X number of days. You have no electricity. One of my sister's friends asked her once like, Oh, does Steph's hair and makeup team go with her on hurricanes? I'm like, what? Like, I'm not even brushing my teeth for like two days when I'm out there. Like, what do you mean hair and makeup? Right. You know, no, right. it, it is not. So it's a different world than the studio. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The the road, the stories I could tell you, Marshall. Yeah, I, I don't know if this is a PG-13 <laughs> or an R-rated podcast, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, it, I think on iTunes it says for um, all audiences. Okay, so, well so. then I'll save some of the stories. Okay. This would be for mature audiences. But, but, but let's, let's um, uh, you know, so this last segment of the podcast, I want to. I want to mention something that I started off with in your intro, this notion of how women are seen in this field. I, I've, I've had a problem with this for a while. When I was AMS president, I tried to do some things about it. We did a, a Weather Geek show about it on the television version where we we had some of your colleagues on. Weather Girl and the evolution of I mean, you we just sat here for almost 35 minutes and talked about your meteorological pedigree, your background. But yet some people will still reduce what you do and what you are to a weather girl. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on That's that? That's on them. I'm not, listen, we, for some reason, this society, but I don't, I don't, as a man, I don't deal with that. No one calls me a weather no. boy and they better, better not, frankly. <laughs> That's a funny word. I've never heard someone say weather boy. Exactly. Yeah, That's it's, my it's a, point. Yeah. You know, listen, we definitely still have some barriers we need to break down. And I think that we are making huge strides with all of that. But again, I think, and this is, again, this is just a life lesson thing. If someone is acting like that, like, that's on you, dude. Like, I, I'm not taking on that energy. That's not how I see myself. And again, I don't really even get, there are, I'll be like meteorologist, but the reality is I don't get so offended because I know my credentials. I don't exactly. care. Exactly. I have two degrees. I have a minor in math. Like, exactly. I, I, so, you know, here's the thing. If someone wants to say, oh, well, that's not, you know, you should wear certain clothes or you should do this. It's like, oh, how about you go work on yourself? <laughs> you know, someone taught, I saw something in a talk one. They said, if someone's pointing at you, you notice there's one finger pointing at the other person and three pointing back, back. at you, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So I try to remember that. And again, I have not mastered any of this. Right. I still have really, really bad days we're, and get because offended. We're, because we're human. We're human, sure. you know? And yes, do I get upset about things? And then sometimes I don't care and everything, but that's really kind of what I want to continue to practice in my life, whether it's professionally or personally, and really want all the girls out there to know is that like, again, first of all, if you are getting offended by something, Look into yourself. Why is this offending me? What can I change? How can I do better? Right? Because it's never about, um, like when someone's yelling at you, it's always about yourself. It's never, it's never really about the other person. Right. You know? Exactly. So, so, so in terms of your career though, do you feel like being a woman, have, you, have, there, have there been things where you feel that have hindered you in your career because of that? Or you feel like, no, I, I just kind of plowed on. I plowed on. Yeah. And yes, I mean, obviously, do you run into some walls here and there sure. about being, a, oh, you can't do this? Oh, yes, I can. Yeah. You know, and I have those stories where I'm like, well, you can't do this because you're, yes, I can. Right. Let me show you, right. you know. And so I think it's that hustle. It's keep plowing on. If someone says no, you just prove them wrong. Right. Yes, you can. But it's having that confidence to do that. For me, like I said at the beginning, for me, I had to sink or swim. I didn't have a safety net of any sort. I didn't have somewhere to go back to. I didn't have finance. I didn't, I didn't have that safety net. Right. So I had to make it happen. And so I think that's why, you know, I was so aggressive and I hustled so hard and I didn't care if someone said no, I was going to keep pushing. Sure. Right. So, okay, let's kind of, as we finish up the podcast here, I'm talking with Stephanie Abrams from AMHQ and the Weather Channel. 
let's get away from weather for a second. Okay. How does Stephanie Abrams just like to chill out? What do you so, like to do? What do you like to vacation? Where do you like yeah, to go? Yeah, I love the beach. Yeah, okay. Oh my gosh. I love the beach. I love to read. Okay. I grew up playing tennis, okay. so I love I'm tennis. I play tennis as well. Yeah, sure. you should play one time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't played consistently in a while. Yeah, nor have I. So it might not be so great yeah. anymore. Um, but yeah. Just shout out to James Spann out there, who I know is a big tennis player as well. Oh, really? Yeah, James Spann and I still have to get a tennis match going on, but maybe we can have a, a round I've played round. with Postel, Dr. Oh, okay. Greg Postel. Uh, probably Greg Postel He's here pretty good. Challenge. I don't know. You better be careful with that one. Well, I'm okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like sports. You know, I was raised primarily by my father. Sure. So I'm kind of a you know tomboy in that sense. I love being outside, but I also love just binging mm-hmm. on you know Netflix or anything of the sort. Right. Okay. So, so any, any favorite shows on Netflix? Oh my gosh, there's so uh, many. Just any of them out there. Yeah, you know, I just it's tough, yeah. I do enjoy, um, but I love being with friends. You know, I don't think there's any super specific like yeah, I'll go hiking, but I'm not like. You know, Chris Bruin wants has hikes like seven mountain peaks. You know, every summer. I'm just more of like, yeah, I like to hike. I'll do whatever, sure. Right, yeah. But love the beach. I could sit on the beach reading a book for the rest of my life. I feel like. So what? Any sort of. If I, we had a crystal ball twenty years out, what's oh what's Stephanie Abrams up to in twenty years? Are you? That's a hard question. I hate those kind it's of questions. Such a hard question. But um, you know, in twenty years, look, I want to be healthy yeah. and I want to be mentally happy and I want to continue to you know just become a better person. No matter what it is, I want to be able to be in any situation and just be able to go with the flow. Yeah. So it doesn't matter where I'm in twenty years. I'm just going to be happy because I'm healthy. I'm alive, and you know. Any final thoughts? We got about a minute left. A minute left. What would no you pressure. tell? No pressure, but oh my God. I mean, this is your sort of Reader's Digest summary because I think you. I thought this was a very enlightening podcast, and oh, I really thanks. appreciate your thanks. honesty and candidness. So, yeah, take us home. I mean, you know, no matter if you're a meteorologist, if you're on TV, if you're not on TV, you know, I feel like life is about bettering yourself for me at least overcoming that negative self-talk being better to yourself and being better to other people and that to me is success in life yeah you know if you can be at peace i say it all the time success to me is that you're able to just walk the earth and be in peace no matter the situation because i feel the universe i'm a spiritual person gives you what you need and you need to lean into the pain and you need to overcome the pain and not be dramatic about it which again i'm very passionate so this is something i'm taming still (laughs) (laughs) i understand you know i'm an emotional being and so i'm learning to tame that but 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 that same those same attributes make what you do um quite valuable in our field i mean isn't isn't that how it always is right and i think something you said and we'll we're going to kind of wrap it up here i think something you said which to me is very evident just knowing you personally but also knowing your work professionally is that you are yourself yeah and i think that's something that hopefully i mean we've talked we've geeked out weather wise here but i i, I really appreciate that we got to look at a, another side of stephanie Thanks. abrams today so thank you for joining us on thank weather you Geeks. For